0: Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Two of the biggest nights in entertainment, Marcus. What are they? The Grammys and the Oscars. There you go. Music's biggest night and the movie's biggest night. And we're smack dab in between them here. And we thought it'd be a whole lot of fun to break out an episode of five favorites on the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll podcast. I'm Ray Coob.
2: I'm Marcus in the Darkest.
1: And... What five favorites might fit in on this occasion, my dear Marcus? Something
2: along the line of maybe our five favorite movie soundtracks, rock and roll roll movie 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 soundtracks, since we are the imbalanced history of rock and roll. So I'm thinking rock and roll and our five favorites. So I'm thinking five favorites. Yeah. Rock and roll movies.
1: I'm going to have a hard time with this one. I can tell you right now,
2: I am. I haven't even shown you my list of almosts, which I'm, is am I'm huge. in the same
1: same spot as you are here uh, on the imbalance History of Rock and Roll. Before we go too far, let me remind folks that we are sponsored by Crooked Eye Brewery in the heart of Hapro, with the cure for what ails you since 2014. When you need a good brew, make a crooked eye, right? So, five favorites.
2: Before we start our five favorites, Over Under... Two two is the over-under. I the, predicted one, but I think the Vegas line is two. The Vegas line under. is two.
1: What we do is we stop up before we assess our five favorites in any category, and Marcus predicts what the number in common will be. He predicted one. Vegas says two. All right, let's see how it goes. But that's what we're looking at, rock and roll movie soundtracks. And there are so Mm. many. I don't know how you got yours down because, frankly, I had a hard time.
2: It wasn't easy. My two, number four, and number five switched a couple of times.
1: Oh, that was going on constantly right up until the time I printed this out to do this episode.
2: One, two, and three did not switch at all for me.
1: But what we got to do. I think because there is so many, it can get people thinking about what is in their top five. We should start with things like honorable mentions.
2: You want to do honorable mentions first?
1: I do because Elvis Presley, Jailhouse Rock, set the standard for rock and roll movies and movie soundtracks back in the 50s. And I got to mention it, even though it's not in my top five. A record that I know you know and love, The Crow soundtrack for pulling together so much new alternative sounding rock in a movie.
2: I love The Crow and it made my honorable mention as well.
1: One of the reasons that these are all Honorable Mentions movies for me is because there's actually more cool music in the movie itself than on the soundtrack. The ones that made my top five have great soundtracks and great music in the movie. And I'm talking for Honorable Mentions, The Big Lebowski. One of my favorite movies to watch for any 20, 30 minutes of at any time. Pulp Fiction, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey great music in all these movies maybe and this is going to surprise you that it's not in my top five and it's because when i really looked at it as much as i love fast times at ridgemont high the soundtrack didn't measure up to the music that's in the movie there's nothing like moving in stereo in that movie i'm telling you good fellas a movie that is a lot of great music especially marty's love affair with the stones again more cool tunes in the movie than on what was then the soundtrack album.
2: My honorable mentions are quite a few. Purple Rain did not make my top five, which it was close. It was actually one of the ones that wiggled in and out. I think the soundtrack is brilliant. It's beautiful. The music is wonderful. Judgment Night fell out of my top five at the very last minute. I remember playing some of that stuff new when it was in radio and some of the crossover stuff with Filter and Living Color and some of those bands mixed with the hip-hop and the industrial... It just was a well-put-together soundtrack and crossover of music. The Crow soundtracks I love dearly. The Watchmen, the Batman soundtracks have all had really good music over the years. Look at, like, Desperado, that soundtrack. Antonio Banderas was no, some of those one. jams in a lot of movies. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Like You, I think, was just an honorable mention. American Graffiti, Gross Point Blank.
1: Oh, American Graffiti, yeah. It's great soundtrack, you know, yeah, and it is all rock and roll you know, music. The
2: Spike Lee joints are all really good yep. soundtrack all of the what's his name who you mentioned little, 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 uh, the pulp fiction guy uh, how come i'm drawing a quentin tarantino? quentin tarantino soundtracks are all worthy of being listed in there because they're all really good all of the cameron crowe films the friday series all had good movies the black exploitation films of the 70s the cheesy teen 80 movies oh my god
1: okay but we're getting down to five favorites before we do
2: before we do
1: no before we do i have to give a special honor honorable mention award and you mention them in your honorable mentions okay the soundtrack to judgment night was a precursor man it kind of portended of the future the peaked at number 17 on the billboard 200 and it spawned four singles and what it did was it mashed up rock bands and artists with hip-hop bands and artists in a way that really kind of brought everybody together. There, it was the first time it was formalized that way, where people t- kind of teamed up and went off and made their thing. You know, Faith No More and Booyah Tribe on a, on a track, Helmet and House of Pain, Biohazard and Onyx, uh, the Judgment Night, the title track, and then all the way down there, you know, all the way down there at the bottom, Slayer and Ice T. Yeah come on, man. This was like crazy stuff, all mashed together. We love mashups here on The Imbalance History. And so that's why I wanted to give it an honorable mention for Judgment Night, and it brought a lot of tribes together, man. We all started looking at each other and going, hey, we're all really kind of the same, aren't we? Stirring shit up. Let's go. And that's why I thought Judgment Night was a special award, honorable mention here. On our five favorite rock and roll movie soundtracks, that's what we're counting down here on The Imbalance History of Rock and Roll. Now, before we count down, I'm I'm told that i always make you go first who said that i don't know maybe somebody's that i
2: live with <laughs> maybe do you always make me go first okay then you're I going lo- first. you know
1: i went back i went and reviewed and i said yeah i think i do so, so okay you're going first my number five because then i got to do number four we do the wraparound
2: right you do five and then i do five four and
1: then we go through this every fucking time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, my number five. You got something you want to ask me?
3: Look, he's 70 years old, Frank. I'm just saying, okay?
1: I mentioned Marty Scorsese already. It's uh, the music in the movie as well as the soundtrack. Both make my top five. Gimme Shelter opens the film. I'm talking about The Departed. Think about the music that's in there. We've talked about the Wall concert in Berlin, Comfortably Numb with Van Morrison from that, and a key scene in the movie, the Beach Boys doing Sail on Sailor, the Stones... Roy Buchanan's Sweet Dreams is like a key pivotal moment in the movie towards the end. The Allman Brothers, "Badfinger," The Drop Kicks, of course, it's a story about Boston and Mob, so they did I'm Shipping Up to Boston and put it in there. I think it's even in the movie. The Human Beans, Laverne Baker and Patsy Cline, amazing rock and roll, and interspersed all through the movie, making it part of the movie as well as the soundtrack album. My number five, The Departed. Whoa,
2: great soundtrack. My number five is a trifecta. I might or might not have more than one of these in my top five because they're sort of genre-oriented. Are you
1: gaming the system here? Totally.
2: I love gaming this (laughs) five. Totally guilty. Yes. Number five is three movies, Superfly, Shaft, and The Harder They Come. Part of that black exploitation series from the late 60s, early 70s. I remember seeing them on TV as a kid, and I remember because of the music as a kid, making me want to watch the movies because I liked the way they flowed together. Plus, Richard Roundtree as Shaft was one bad mother. Shut your mouth, because I really
1: <laughs> want to say something here, okay? I-, I understand what you're saying with your, gaming of the system here with your number 5. However, I think that the ruling from the Russian judge might be that <laughs> That would be a separate five favorites just about black exploitation movies. First, second, that pick one damn it, but we'll go with Shaft. How's all that? All right, we'll go with Shaft. All, all right, right. Fair all right. enough. But because he's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Just talking about Shaft. That
2: soundtrack's amazing. You have the theme. It's an Isaac Hayes double album. He does a 19 and a half minute on side 4. Vocal version of Do Your Thing. And if anybody can pull that off, it's Isaac Hayes. God damn right. Seriously, man. That dude had a golden voice. A golden voice. Your number four, sir. Number four, not to the surprise of anybody, is a movie about the Northwestern United States in a time period when I was going through a lot of personal changes and this movie as well as a lot of music that came out about this time of music was important in helping me move forward and getting out of my rabbit hole
0: this guy plays no games that's great yeah
1: I've got to play this one perfectly
0: just go with it Steve what do your instincts tell you to do
1: not to listen to you guys there you go. I'm
0: telling you, she doesn't want you tugging at her bra straps. She wants mystery. She wants drama. She wants excitement. I know women. I don't want drama. I don't want excitement. I just I want to trust him. Should I trust him? Yeah. Not all guys are like Louise. You're right. You're right. Steve is different. Steve, will you just follow your instincts? I mean, don't treat this like casual sex. Casual sex doesn't even exist anymore. It's lethal, it's over.
1: I'm Where talking are we going?
2: about Seattle. I knew it. I've worn flannel since the late 70s, early 80s. My dad was a flannel wearer, so we wore you it. You came late to the
1: party. But, but We we did it to dress like Neil Young in the early 70s, really, if you want to look for the, the fashion tip on that. No. But yeah, it's just the it's, way life in Colorado it, is flannel it, life.
2: Outdoor life is flannel life without right. a doubt. The single soundtrack is so important yeah. to me. It really is. And we're going to end up talking about some of the music that didn't make the soundtrack that was in there as well. I mean, think about it. State of Love and Trust, great Pearl Jam song. Birth Ritual, a great Soundgarden song that I think was an outtake from Bad Motor Finger. Screaming Trees Nearly Lost You. Battle of Evermore, the Wilson sisters under the guise of the lovemongers. Jimi Hendrix, Seattle Born, May This Be Love, which is one of my favorite Jimi Hendrix songs. That's one of my
1: favorite scenes in the movie when they're in the kitchen and they're kind of sitting on the floor and you can see the vinyl playing and the the little warble in the the album and they're having this moment the other one is when citizen dick is sitting in the diner reading their reviews oh yes that is hilarious man
2: chloe dancer crown of thorns mother love bone who we have to do an episode on at some point just alone because of their greatness and we both are huge fans of andy wood and mother love bone and that whole seattle family tree which is absolutely crazy But I also found it interesting that you had like Mudhoney was on there, which they don't get a lot of love and they should get a lot of love because they are great. But there were two artists, musicians, not from Seattle that, we're on the soundtrack, which surprised me. The Smashing Pumpkins, which did the right. song Drown, but the song Drown is beautiful. It's an eight-minute power grunge ballad, Something I guess, that I don't know. Something that in the but, theme of
1: the movie. It but worked it, for the theme of it, the it, movie.
2: It hit the emotional vibe perfectly of the movie. And then the two Paul Westerberg songs, Dyslexic Heart and Waiting for Somebody, which are both great songs. And I got to see Paul Westerberg a couple of times with The Replacement, so
1: big fan of him as we well. We do a Matt's episode. I'll tell you about the i got drunk with those guys Dude.
2: what i can remember yeah i'm gonna say Ugh. man i saw one of their legendary 20 minute shows
1: so, so that's your number four singles my number four also involves the sisters wilson but just nancy because she did the music for the almost famous movie movie soundtrack
2: i am a golden god
1: Tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were...
0: I'm on drugs! (laughs) Joe!
1: And I didn't realize that until I started looking into my favorites. Think about the music and the way that it intertwines into the plot of the movie. You know, the story of the Golden God and Penny Lane and all the things that go on. It's supposed to be uh, Cameron Crowe's life, right? When he was a kid, it's kind of a compendium of all his experience as a young road reporter in the days when rock and roll was a pretty rough, crazy business. Anyway, but you know, you've got such great music on there and it's used throughout the movie. You've got America from Simon and Garfunkel, the original version right? Music from The Who and Todd Rundgren. It wouldn't have made any difference in that movie just as a key scene. I think our friends who who do the almost famous minute podcast on Pantheon, they break down the movie minute by minute. It's a who. They're probably loving this part of our program here. Yes, I've seen all good people, right? Beach Boys. You got music from Stillwater, which is the band in the movie. And it's interesting to see the different ways that they use their music in the live scenes as well as on the soundtrack. Every picture tells a story from Rundgren. Rod. The Seeds, who we've talked about in the past, they're in there with Mr. Farmer, the Almond Brothers and Skinner. These things all work their way into the plot. What's the one? Oh, they're doing, they're a tiny dancer where they're all singing it. It comes on the cassette deck in the uh, bus and they're all singing it. And uh, the scene where they're uh, all thinking they're going to die because the plane's going to crash, right? And it's, it's just this crazy movie and a lot of it's based on Zeppelin stuff. There's even some Zeppelin music. That's the ways in the soundtrack. Nancy Wilson did an original song. I'm waiting for the man, David Bull. Bowie, You know what I'm saying? Cat Stevens, who just came up in our uh, discussion of Chris Blackwell with uh, Chris Schwartz.
2: And his uh, work at Island Records and how he got signed by them.
1: But these are all the things that are on the soundtrack or Almost Famous. And it's one of the great rock and roll story movies as well. And that's my number four, as we do five favorite rock and roll movie soundtracks here on The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll.
2: That is a great soundtrack, man. I forgot how great, not forgot, but to put it together and to go back and flashback to to how everything flows together it's as perfect as it gets or as close to perfect as it gets music with a movie together you just did a great number four you're gonna top that with number three
1: i think that number three is one of the legendary movie soundtracks it's basically what happened in the summer of 1969 in max's field basically right
0: good morning what we have in mind is breakfast in bed for four hundred thousand. Now, it's not going to be steak and eggs or anything, but it's going to be good food and we're going to get it to you. It's not just the hog farm either. It's like the Ohio Mountain family and the pranksters and everybody else that has volunteered and put in their time into the free kitchens. In fact, it's everybody. We're all feeding each other. Uh, To get back to the the warning that I've received, you may take it with however many grains of salt you wish that the brown acid that is circulating around us is not specifically too good. Uh, It's suggested that you do stay away from that. Of course, it's your own trip, so be my guest. But uh, please be advised that there is a warning on that one, okay? Alright friends, you have seen the heavy groups. Now you will see morning maniac music. Believe me, yeah. I'm um,
1: talking about the Woodstock soundtrack and we did a, an episode about Woodstock, all the different versions through the years, but the original Woodstock soundtrack, it's always been in my wall. It's one of my favorite albums. I think I have it on CD and vinyl now. And uh, the music, I don't have, do I have to run through it all. The performance is given there and the explosion it set off in music that really basically birthed the 70s. And so much of it is uh, pretty raw. They got the stuff that was the, they were the, the gems in the rough and cleaned them up. But the thing that's been most fascinating because when we did our thing around the anniversary itself on the uh, podcast the rhino box set back to the garden provides everything that they were able to recreate or put together and that's a whole nother level of thinking and the folks at rhino are good at that my number three is woodstock great choice
2: Woo! we've seen a couple of movies here man what do you say we get a beer
1: yeah man it's time to head over to crooked eye I know when I'm thirsty, I head to the heart of Hatboro and go see my friends at Crooked Eye Brewery.
2: I want to thank Paul, Paul, and the whole gang for their support for our podcast. It's been great.
1: Now, when you want to taste the freshest, most creative brews in the Bucksmont, you go to Crooked Eye at York Road and Montgomery right there in the heart of Hatboro.
2: Pouring the cure for what ails you since 2014. The Crooked Eye Crew makes every single night fun.
1: Hey, and you can keep up with the live entertainment on the brewery's Facebook page. That's the best way to know what's happening there, including their free Tuesday Night's Blues Jam, which has taken off. The Home Brewers Club
2: and my partner in crime, Ray's Vinyl Nights, which
1: are the third Wednesday of the month. Every That's when the month. home brewers meet. And live music all the time, including the Crooked Eye Band. There's always good fun to be had. And a new friend to be made at Crooked Eye. And we want to thank them, as always, for their support of what we do on this crazy, imbalanced podcast.
2: When you need a fresh, tasty brew,
1: head to Hatboro and make it Crooked Eye.
3: Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store And use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's Factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off.
2: Woo, I feel refreshed, Ray. How are you Me feeling? Me too. You ready to jump back into it?
1: I believe it's your turn, sir, here on The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. It's an episode of Five Favorites, and we're doing rock and roll movie soundtracks. And what number are you doing, sir?
2: I'm doing my number three, and then I will be following that with number two. Are you ready? As you were. Number three. This reminds me of my high school friends. We all grew to be very different people as we all expanded, went to different parts of the country for college. But I remember this movie coming out, hoping that we would get our own someday, or maybe even I would try to write one. But nope. this movie still holds to the test of time today. And I'm talking about Harold.
0: Don't you have any other music like uh, from this century? there is no other music not in my house there's been a lot of terrific music in the last 10 years mm-hmm. like what so
2: how about you michael the big chair I remember when it came out and watching it with my friends and the soundtrack, and I still get goosebumps every time I hear. I heard it through the grapevine by Marvin Gaye. It just fucking blows me away.
1: In the same way that music binds you to certain moments and times in your life, movies in music do the same thing. Movies will do it on their own. Sometimes a certain movie reminds you of something, some where you were, and, you know. And I get it. That's a really good one. I don't. I I wasn't expecting Big Chill, and because we talked about so many different things when we were getting ready to do this one. I know, So I wasn't expecting that one. There you go.
2: Yeah, that one's stuck there. But I mean, if you look at that list, I mean, The Temptations have two songs and this is just the list of music that made the album soundtrack. Two Miracle Songs, Three Dog Night, Procol Harem, The Young Rascals, I mean, The Exciters, and Aretha of course is on there. And then you have Not On There, another Marvin Gaye song, What's Going On, Martha and the Vandellas, The Four Tops, The Mar Marvelettes are on there. So it's one of those great soundtracks that not only was the music that we were able to buy in the album good, but everything in it was really good throughout, even the stuff that didn't make the actual soundtrack.
1: And it is the quintessential Brat Pack movie. I mean, you look at all those Brat Pack movies in the mid-80s, early, mm-hmm. late-80s, whatever. Yeah, it's definitely the the big one. So it's The Big Chill for you.
2: Yeah, The Big Chill. And my number two, kind of a torn, like, there were a group of movies that also came out that were more in vain of teens at that time versus the adult comedy that The Big Chill was. They were like,
3: Gym class called on account of boredom. I've got some of my homework instead. Homework? Yeah, for Mr. McGree's songwriting class.
0: I've written a song for the remote.
1: That chick, Julie, she's truly dazzling.
0: Hey, head! what are you trying to do, get us killed? Ah! What the hell's the matter with you? Hey, shit, that's my mother's car. Who the fuck was that guy, huh? And I was doing all right with that chick. What the fuck does he think he is? Um,
3: oh, we just got these glasses
2: in. it's really, um. Yeah, I didn't like that album I got the other day. Um, what? what? The record. Oh, the
0: record. Uh, yeah, I thought
2: it was a little too. Uh... Too hip, maybe. Yeah, a little too hip. Rock and roll, high school, pretty and pink, and valley girl. And you're copping all of them. I'm copping all of them because of where I was when I saw them and how we would okay, see them in the soundtracks. Down and
1: give them to me one at a time, and we'll talk about each one.
2: Rock and roll, high school. Yes. Vince Van Patten when he was first you in don't his have early to go days. Any okay. Than
1: Vince- okay. But you we- have
2: the Ramones. You have Devo. Alice Cooper. Todd Let's- Rundgren.
1: What's the second one? Pretty in Pink. Because you ran right by that. And what was the third one? Valley Girl. Valley Girl, the movie? Yeah.
2: Mm. It was Nick Cage. It was totally alternative. Mm-hmm. I remember. Punk. Do you remember that? A I, Million Miles Away, Modern English. I watched about
1: five minutes of it on HBO one time, yeah. And it was so bad you
2: <laughs> turned it off. Oh, I didn't say it was good. I just liked the soundtrack. <laughs> all right. But I did like the movie, but too. But you're really
1: gaming the system on this I'm totally episode. game. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing totally it straight. It. I'm not no. playing any games at all. I'm just going straight to my number two, right?
2: I guess. But well,
1: what is what what do you got? What do you got on, on more on, on your other on your number two? you look at like the rock and roll high school, the stuff
2: that didn't make the soundtrack, you have Brian Eno, Fleetwood Mac, which is Fleetwood Mac, I think it was the Bob Welch incarnation. You had the MC5 and Velvet Underground on that album as well.
1: That is pretty good.
2: And then like you had in The Valley Girl that didn't make the soundtrack. Everybody knows Soul's Million Miles Away in Modern English, but you had Town Called Malice the Jam. You had Toto Kaolo, which did I Eat Cannibals, Banana Rama, oh, Mickey.
1: That's good. Stuff. Cool places well.
2: by the Sparks. In the Name of Love, which was totally a cheesy alternative slow dance ballad for 80s nerds in the uh, alternative scene. So, yes.
1: All right. Does that mean I got to do my number two?
2: Yeah, you got to do your number two and your number one.
1: All right. Now, is, you see the way he's geeking out on 80s culture here? Look, you should, see the <laughs> fucking, you should see the fucking grin on his face as he's doing all this. Well, it's my turn to geek out on my uh, youthdom. You got it. With my number two. There was was a movie and it personified the experience the atmosphere the vibe that was going on when i was going to high school in the 70s the only thing is it didn't have any of the ass paddling stuff going on which i always thought was very strange and i would say i always thought it was kind of strange and kind of homoerotic i don't know what they were really up to with that but there was that stuff went on in high schools in the 70s
2: say man you got a joint Uh, no, not on me, man. (laughs) It'd be a lot cooler if you did. (sighs)
0: All right, all right, all right.
1: I'm talking about the story, the movie, and the uh, musical force of nature that is Dazed and Confused at my number two. The effort that kids went through to not get paddled in this movie is hysterical. The whole thing's really good. You get a, a really young Matthew McConaughey, and the cast is really good. The whole thing of "All right, all right, all right" that came from that movie. I, I was watching one day, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that's from that movie!" And I'd seen the movie before; it just hadn't connected as a catchphrase for him yet. But the soundtrack is the soundtrack of my high school years uh, with Rick Derringer and Foghat, Alice Cooper, and Black Oak Arkansas. Go G- (laughs) ZZ Top and Nazareth, uh, these are all hits, they were huge hits in in that time frame, Stranglehold from Terrible Ted, Cherry Bomb from Our Girls, The Runaways, Sweet with Fox on the Run, remember Fox on the Run? Ah,
2: I love that song.
1: War and Low Riders, Skinner with Tuesday's Gone, Deep Purple, Highway Star, great cruising song, right? Kiss with Rock and Roll All Night, the national anthem of the 70s and rock and roll, and Sabbath in there. And then there's... Are the songs that um, didn't make the soundtrack but were in the movie hurricane by bob dylan well it's long yeah. and you know
2: bob was probably difficult then
1: i'm betting uh, hey baby from ted nugent and sweet emotion from aerosmith were all in the movie but not on the soundtrack my number two dazed and confused
2: are you ready to give it to us
1: I'm sliding to number one, and I felt bad about this because I thought I might be gaming the system. Until I heard your five favorite rock and roll movie soundtracks, and I feel a little better about mine. Okay, good. It's a dual number one because both movies epitomized what the format is about.
0: Tell me, uh, how did you find America? Turn up to Greenland. Has success changed your life? Yes. Are you a mod or a rocker? Um, no, I'm a mocker. <laughs> do you think these haircuts
2: have come to stay?
0: Well, this one has, you know. Uh, what would you call that uh, hairstyle that you're wearing? Arthur. Oh, do you often see your father? No, actually, we're just good
1: friends. When the Beatles went running around the world in 1964, they managed, in the middle of the mayhem, to make a black-and-white movie that showed what life behind the facade was for their buddings. They starred as themselves, the budding rock stars and the the, the fans trying to bash down the doors and all the adventures that they had. Oh, by the way, the music was pretty good on A Hard Day's Night with that as the the, uh, soundtrack. I Should Have Known Better, I Want to Be Your Man, don't Bother Me, a George song, All My Lovin', If I Fell, Can't Buy Me Love. I mean, we're talking about one hit song after another in time. Chronologically, right in the pocket, and all of them being delivered in a movie that just created hysteria. Songs like "And I Love Her," "I'm Happy Just to Dance with You," "This Boy with Ringo," "Can't Buy Me Love." Did I mention that already? I, I did. Think you I did. Did. I did. Yes, did yes tell you me why. did. She loves you, and of course, "A Hard Day's Night." But that's that's one half of my number one. The other one, the movie in 1965, where the Beatles took the idea of melding uh, the soundtrack and the movie together very closely because of the music on "Help." need
2: somebody not just anybody you know I need someone
1: And the story of the movie and Help, all working together. And you're talking about that amazing title track, You're Gonna Lose That Girl, You've Gotta Hide Your Love Away, Ticket to Ride, I Need You, The Night Before, Another Girl. These are all songs that we all think of, yep, I know, Like That One, Like That One, but they were all in the movie and they were all in the soundtrack. She's a Woman, then Happy Just to Dance With You. There's all kinds of music used in the movie without vocals and different things that they did to, to create a Beatles movie project. And that's why, to Together, The Hard Day's Night established the Beatles in film, helped took things to a whole new level in the synergy of music and film, and that's why they together are my number one in my five favorite rock and roll movie soundtracks. And now, drum roll, please, we move to Marcus's number one selection in hey, this five favorites category.
2: Before we get to my number one, did you get to see those Beatles movies new in the theater no. when they were new? Too young. Too Mom young. not
1: taking me to sit in the theater with the Beatle girl screaming. No,
2: I understand. i sure it happening. would have been too loud. It would have been like Sean Cassidy in the 70s.
1: I don't know. I didn't experience Sean Cassidy in the Where 70s. Lucky? Yeah, I am. Scarred me.
2: So my number one. righty. All
1: right. Tell us what it is.
2: It is a movie that is a cartoon. I love cartoon movies. I love cartoon movies, too.
1: My power infests all times, all galaxies,
0: all dimensions. But many still seek me out. A green jewel they must possess. But see how I destroy their lives.
2: And there's this green ball of evil that floats from skit to skit to skit. And the skits are all different, but yet they're all tied together. The by Hulk this had
1: a rock and roll movie ball. soundtrack?
2: No, the Hulk <laughs> did not. He might have. I did not. No, he didn't. So it's all stories tied to the Loch Nahr, the little green ball that can make people do or creatures do evil things. But the soundtrack pretty damn good really damn good and the movie is incredible heavy metal is the movie i've seen it so many times what's the,
1: on there because you know what it's been a while since i've Den seen of earth
2: it. with john candy doing vocals harold Ramis does a lot of vocals they uh-huh. have the um the robots who uh suck the girl up into space with the robot from the council meeting in dc oh. the, I, I haven't
1: seen this movie stern in the so stern trial
2: the united nations with the cabbie uh, i can't believe i'm drawing blanks on the the names of all of these because I just wrote the songs down. I wasn't even right, expecting man. to talk about I, the movie.
1: I didn't really want and to then, know about that. I wanted to know about the mu- music that's in the movie. That's really what I want to know. The about. The movie, but like each it. of so, these skits tied together with
2: the music and like Sammy Hagar does heavy metal, which is right. great.
1: Everybody knows that one.
2: Devo's working in a coal mine, which you have the creatures. Oh, it's such a great scene where Devo's working in a coal mine is happening and the creatures. It's like that cantina scene from the, uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars, but more more animated, more adult. The Psychic Wars by Blue Oyster Cult is in that, which is a great song. Or Reach Out and I Must Be Dreaming are the two Cheap Trick songs in there. Heavy Metal by Don Felder. All of You by Don Felder. Journey's Open Arms.
1: Yep, Felder was all over that sound. Yep. Like I remember that.
2: Queen Bee by Grand Funk. Hmm. Donald Fagan, True Companion, which is totally different than his Steely Dan stuff back in those days as well. Uh, Black Sabbath, Mob Rules.
1: It's a hell of a soundtrack. And Stevie you know, Nicks. Stevie Nicks brought Night. it all back because I've forgotten all about it. I haven't seen the movie in forever. Hadn't thought about the soundtrack in a long time. Oh, so yeah. there you go. You're number one. Heavy metal. Heavy metal, the movie. I still, and, in fact, I'm going to uh, probably watch it this weekend. During I'm the glad start. I didn't put my money on this because Vegas said we'd have two in common. You said one.
2: And we got zero.
1: We have honorable mentions, a few honorable mentions that crossed over, but <laughs> none of none of our top fives are inner honorable mentions. Our honorable are they're completely different. So that's how it goes when we do our five favorites here on The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. Same hey thing. folks, uh, you may have your five favorite rock and roll movie soundtracks and you got to reach out and tell us about it by uh, hitting us up on email imbalancedhistory at gmail.com We also post all our episodes on our Twitter account and on Facebook so you can make comments or answer us on there. Tell people where we are.
2: We're at The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll on Facebook. Yep. On Twitter we are at Imbalanced Histo without the ROI. Come on, we get that our way soon, I swear.
1: I don't know why they don't just give us all a few more characters. We're all characters anyway. Three
2: more characters would be perfect. Yeah, that's all we need. But yeah, histo on Twitter... And again, imbalancehistory at gmail.com and of course our website imbalancehistory.com.
1: We've got a lot more conversations to have and thank you for uh, always tuning in. We see you, we feel you out there. And We want to thank our friends at Pantheon Podcast Network for getting it out there and everybody at Megaphone. We do uh, a lot of work here to try to look into all these interesting topics. And every once in a while, we self-indulge our little fantasy world that we live in and do a five favorites. And this was a good one, buddy. I I had fun with this. I knew it would be good. Hopefully some of your favorites won at the Grammys and some of your favorites will win at the Oscars. But everybody's always a winner when we do five favorites here on The Imbalance History of Rock and Roll.
0: What would you do to achieve the American dream? The Big House... The happy family, the money. What's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. I The crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. (music) Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts